It's NFL Championship Weekend, Conference Championship Weekend, and uh, not surprisingly, and uh, thankfully, two intriguing matchups. Out to the KDUS hotline we go uh, to preview the games, and uh, if we have time at the end to talk a little coaching carousel, we're now joined the sports zone by Cody Benjamin of CBSSports.com. And Cody, good to have you back on the show. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, that's been the TV storyline this week. I want to kind of attack this a little differently. If, if you're the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, how do you try to defend Mahomes? Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I, you know, I think that when you're trying to defend Mahomes, I think so much of it also comes down to defending the weapons that he has at his disposal. I mean, for much of this year, we talked about Patrick Mahomes being frustrated. You know, this was, you know, statistically and just by the eye test, it was a frustrating year for the Chiefs. Um, just not a reliable uh, you know, rotation of wide receivers. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey remains the safety valve there, but um, there was some some struggles there just in terms of alignment, chemistry downfield. That's all changed in the last few weeks, and I think one of the keys has been Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, they haven't gotten away from the run. Um, the statistics bear out that, you know, when he's had a certain amount of carries, they've fared, you know, better offensively, and I think it's taken a little bit of pressure off those wide receivers and then Rasheed Rice the rookie has really stepped up you know out wide so I think that you know if you're the Ravens you besides Travis Kelsey because that's the obvious one you want to key in on I think stuffing the run I mean because we know Baltimore can do that um, I know that you're still going to have to answer for Mahomes I mean he pulls things out of his hat um, he, he's a he's a clutch scrambler he's you know I think he's the modern day equivalent of of Tom Brady, you know, in his Patriots prime where it just, it frankly just doesn't matter if you're in the playoffs, you cannot count him out. And yet I think it starts just again in the playoffs at this time of the year. Um, if you can stop the run and you can run the ball, both things that the Ravens do well, you have a better chance of controlling the clock, controlling the ball and dictating how the game goes. So I, I think if you're Baltimore, you, you focus in on stopping Pacheco making the Chiefs one-dimensional and then you know you're you're relying more if you're the Chiefs on those younger wide receivers. Meanwhile another television network storyline this week has been Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton which sounds great and hopefully that happens but you know the Ravens play a lot of zone defense so I'm not sure how much of that we're going to see what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're you know playing a guy like Travis Kelsey, and we've seen this with other you know guys who play that position and are just athletic, you know whether it be George Kittle with San Francisco, you know Mark Andrews with Baltimore, there are many different ways to attack them, um, and you know I guess at the end of the day they're hard to defend, and that's why you're trying to come up with creative ways. I mean, I do think Kyle Hamilton, one of the, the the beauties of the Baltimore defense, um, you know, not just they're not just physical, but they are versatile. I mean, when you talk about Kyle Hamilton, but also, you know, they've had success from other guys on the back end there, you know, not even just this year, but in recent years, be it Marcus Williams, um, you know, Geno Stone, a little bit more of, uh, I wouldn't say he's, he's their open field tackling type, but he's more the ball hawk. Um, but that, that secondary has really been a strength. And I think that's why, you know, he hasn't been a huge name in, in the coaching cycle, but Denard Wilson, their defensive backs coach, I mean, that's a guy who's he's going to be a defensive coordinator someday. Mike McDonald, their current D.C., you know, he's going to be a head coach someday. They're just really um, refined and really versatile, and I think in terms of lining up against Travis Kelsey, 
I mean, I, I know, like you said, they, they do the zone, but I do think Kyle Hamilton is a guy where you can kind of say going into this game, this is your guy, this is your role, this is, this is your job for the day. And I think he's capable of, of winning that match. Hopefully that happens because that would be fun to see those two matched up a lot. Okay, Lamar Jackson uh, struggled last week for a half against a really surprising high number of Texans blitzes. Uh, Steve Spagnolo is obviously known for his blitzes. So do the Chiefs blitz with frequency on Sunday against Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I think you 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 do what you do best, right? And I think that um, they would continue that. I mean, I think obviously they're going to look at the second half of that game, and you know, also see that the the adjustments that the Ravens make. Um, you know, this is I think that you know. It wouldn't be a shock, I guess, from just watching them this year, but also the numbers that suggest that, I mean, this is probably the most sound uh, defense of the Patrick Mahomes era, you know, coming out of Kansas City. Um, And we saw that feels like ages ago now, but you you go back to September, October, even when the Chiefs offense was a little more scattershot than we're used to, the defense was was winning some some games at the end of uh, regulation with these, you know, physical – you know, with Legereus Sneed kind of being, you know, asked to do a lot uh, on the perimeter, but being so physical, um, Justin Reed bringing that same physicality, um, and then Chris Jones and George Karloftis up front. I mean, it's a it's a really good unit. We talk so much about the Baltimore defense, but, yeah, I think that is, you know, the pressure is probably more, certainly it's more on Lamar Jackson here because, you know, everyone expects the Chiefs to be in this position no matter what they look like earlier this season. Um, when they're here, they're favored. And so the pressure is certainly a little bit more on Lamar Jackson to pick up on the blitz, to, you know, retain that chemistry with, um, you know, his wide receivers. It's a newer supporting cast this year. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he responds as well. Cody Benjamin of CBSSports.com is currently in the sports zone with us. All right, let's flip to the other game here. The 49ers, uh, you know, they struggled against the Packers. Reason for concern or no big deal about that struggle last week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not nothing. Um, you know, I, Detroit is probably even more of a well-balanced football team offensively. Um, you know, it's a different – it's a whole different animal here trying to project, you know, Jared Goff on the road versus at home. And it seems like maybe to some like a silly – split there statistical split like why would a guy be so much worse uh you know le- less effective as a quarterback away from home um but you know i, I just think that you know D- detroit when they are, are at peak speed firing on all cylinders i mean with jameer gibbs david montgomery it's a nice one-two punch on the ground with sam laporta you've got that safety valve at tight end Amon ross st brown i mean you'd be hard-pressed to find five, ten wide receivers that are more consistently explosive. Um, they've got all the pieces. Um, I do think, you know, if you're a San Francisco fan, you don't watch that. Obviously, everyone wants to debate quarterbacks every single week. Oh, was Brock Purdy, you know, was he good enough? Was he not? Look, he got the job done at the end of the day last week, but there was concern. I mean, most of that game against the Packers, who, you know, by the way, not sporting – a brilliant defense, you know, they're, they're replacing their defensive coordinator right now. Um, you know, he looked erratic. Yes, it was rainy, but guess what? Jordan Love was playing in the same conditions. And so uh, the, the nice thing for Purdy is the Lions defense shouldn't be uh, 
um, more threatening. I mean, they've been bad against the pass for most of this year. So he should have opportunities. The X factor is Debo Samuel. Um, if he's in there, Brock Purdy has not one but two multi-purpose, you know, elite weapons with McCaffrey and Samuel, and that takes a lot of pressure off. Okay, so, you know, let's do that quarterback matchup thing, you know, even though they're not facing each other technically at the same time. But, as, uh, you know, we went with Purdy. You mentioned Goff, not great at, not great at home, not great on the road. So which quarterback do you trust the most on Sunday? It's a, honestly, I mean, this is, it is such a coin flip. And we did a um, – we kind of broke down, both, you know, both quarterback matchups. You know, again, you mentioned that they're not facing each other, but they're still – they're the figureheads of each team, and it's it's like which 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 side of the coin do you want here? I mean, with Brock Purdy, the sample size is still so small, and yet when you look at it, he's been extremely efficient. You know, forget what we saw last week. Take his whole, um, you know, the combination of his starts last year into the playoffs, this whole season this year, where you know he's justified to get some MVP buzz because is he in a great setup? Does he have a great supporting cast? Yes. But is he doing his job to, you know, is he maximizing that talent? I think the answer is also yes, most of the time. And so with him, it's, you know, uh, he's the bigger name in this matchup, I think, because he kind of just the way he bursts onto the scene, the way he has kind of quickly become an MVP candidate. With Jared Goff, totally different story. A guy who, you know, he, he took, we forget that he, he was, shepherding a Rams roster to the Super Bowl, you know, five years ago, basically was an afterthought in the trade, you know, over to Detroit, and now has kind of revived himself, probably is more resilient, more tough than he ever has been at the NFL level right now. So who do I trust more? I think that Brock Purdy has the edge because of what's around him, not only offensively, but defensively. You know, he has a defense in San Francisco at home that should be able to back him up better than what Jared Goff has in Detroit, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to write Jared Goff out of this. I think it'd be a great next chapter in his story. Okay. So we mentioned a few things here. Are there other key matchups on either side of the ball here in this uh, liners Niners game that we should be paying attention to? Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, other matchups for this weekend. I mean, obviously I, I mentioned Debo Samuel with San Francisco. I think that his health, even if he's active in this game, is he at full speed? I think that's going to be huge in determining what the 49ers can do offensively because if he's out, that's more pressure on McCaffrey. It's another guy that the Lions can key in on. And then, um, you know, Frank Ragnow at the middle of Detroit's offensive line, he's been banged up. He's been playing through it. We know with Jared Goff, uh, look, every quarterback is affected by pressure, but we know that Jared Goff is more affected than most by pressure when his interior when his front is not holding up that's a different quarterback you could say the same about Brock Purdy but both of those guys their turnovers this year have come in streaks um, they control the ball pretty well generally speaking but when they've gotten into ruts um, it's it's built up it's been little turnover sprees and so the middle of that Detroit uh, offensive line that's another area to watch Okay, so we got two games that are pretty, I think, very intriguing. Kansas City at Baltimore and Detroit at San Francisco. If you could just watch one of these games or cover one of these games between the two, which one would you choose? Ooh, so I have to, so I have to eliminate one of the games. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which if you had oh. one, if you only watch or cover one, which one would you choose? Well, I guess we've seen the Chiefs so often. You know, I know it's it's probably the spicier matchup in terms of premier quarterback play. Obviously, Mahomes and Jackson are two of the best, you know, young quarterbacks in the NFL of their time. But I would probably go Detroit-San Francisco because I just think the drama, the unexpected drama in this, you know, can Brock Purdy rebound from a, a little bit of a shakier performance? Can the 49ers, who've been, you know, to now four NFC title games in the last five years, can they finally get back to the Super Bowl? And can the Lions, I mean, who doesn't, I think America is, is mostly rooting for the Lions. And so that, that storyline is, is one to watch. I'd take that game. Okay, so bottom line, who wins these two games? Yeah, that's where it's that's where it's tough because it's my heart probably goes with Baltimore and Detroit, and my my head probably goes the other way in both matchups. <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, I said the same thing I think a couple years ago when it was you know Bengals Rams in the Super Bowl um, when everyone was you know excited to see Joe Burrow finally get there. Um, but the head just kept saying, look at what the Rams have across the board. And it's the same feeling here. I think that, look, I, I don't know. It would be fun. It would be fun to watch the Lions somehow. It, it just feels weird to even talk about the Lions being in a Super Bowl. Um, I think it's possible. I just see the all-star talent across the board, again, on defense. Really, the disparity stands out. And I guess it's just a matter of in that game, I, I, I trust, I guess, the talent there. Um, that doesn't mean Lions can't do it, but I trust the talent of San Francisco to pull it out. Um, I will say Dan Campbell's aggression um, has a chance to really swing this because Kyle Shanahan, look, he deserves all the props for what he's built schematically and personnel-wise, but in situational football, Shanahan leans more conservative than a lot of people think. And I think if Dan Campbell's in a, in a do or die situation and he goes for it and they convert, um, that, that could be a Detroit, a Detroit swing there. But uh, you know, again, Hart says Ravens lions, uh, the head says we're, we're probably headed for a chiefs 49ers, uh, Super Bowl rematch. John with Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com. Cody, before I let you go here, it's been a busy week in the coaching carousel. Yeah, there's only uh, the uh, you know, Seahawks and uh, Commanders are the only places, with, at least for right now, that still have coaching openings. Let me uh, first start by Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. You good with that? Yeah, I actually uh, that's the hire I like the most. I know that it's the familiar name. It's not the up and coming. Uh, you know, it, it is uh, in some sense it's a retread hire, and those don't always pan out. But I think it's a perfect match. I mean, he's. He gets to go back to the West Coast, uh, where he almost took the 49ers to a Super Bowl victory. He gets a ready-made franchise quarterback, a playoff-caliber roster. Um, I think the rest of the division probably will start taking the Chargers a bit more seriously with him in charge. Um, yeah, I like that hire. I think they went from a – they tried to do the um, the next-generation long-term hire with Brandon Staley, and now they're going back to more of a sure thing. He's won everywhere he's he's been. Um, yeah, I like that hire. Okay, was there maybe a hire this week that left you scratching your head a little bit? Um, well, I, I think not in terms of, you know, with Atlanta going with Raheem Morris, um, it's not a head-scratcher in terms of 
uh, his credentials. I mean, certainly, if you you know, the, the general sentiment is that Raheem Morris was due for a, another opportunity. Uh, but considering the other guys, they were you know they there was the focus on Belichick with two interviews, Mike Vrabel getting a look there, just very different. There's nothing wrong with having a, a widespread search, you know, exploring veteran and younger candidates. But uh, I guess that one surprised me a bit just because of the direction their other interviews were leaning. I mean, Carolina, they're going to get criticism no matter what they do because of the owner's impatience recently. But I kind of like the Dave Canales move i mean he's done well with baker mayfield and geno smith in recent years people talk about him like he's he's unproven but he also spent 13 years uh working under pete carroll in seattle so i like that move for carolina okay so bill belichick pete carroll mike rabel still out there are you surprised that they're still out there uh a little bit i mean certainly with their name recognition as soon as Mike Vrabel left the Titans, everyone assumed he'd be getting another job. Probably the same with Belichick. Pete Carroll's a little bit of a different story because, you know, initially being reassigned in Seattle, kind of hinting at another coaching job, uh, that seemed a lot less definite. Um, Belichick, that's an interesting, like, it's not unprecedented that a, a big-name Super Bowl-winning coach has taken a year off. We saw that with Mike McCarthy. We saw that uh, with Doug Peterson. They both came back and, you know, led successful playoff runs with other teams after taking some time away. That could be Belichick. But the thing is, he's also – he's older. I mean, he's going to be mid-70s if he's taking a year off and then coming back. Um, I still wouldn't rule him out in terms of uh, more likely Washington than Seattle. But even Washington, it feels like they're trying to turn the page to, you know, not look back but look ahead. And so – um, yeah, it's uh, it could be could be TV for Bill Belichick. It could be uh, just riding <laughs> off into the sunset a little sooner than expected. Cody, it's been great. I appreciate the time. Thanks, and have a fun have a fun weekend and watch both games. Watch both of those games. All right. No problem. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com.